Hello everyone and welcome to the White House Road podcast. My name is Philip Clark and I'm joined by my co-host slash girlfriend, Cindy. Hello. Now you may be wondering what the point of this podcast is. So are we to be honest. The fact is is that we're still in the midst of a pandemic, aren't we? And uh, we're just getting a bit bored out here on White House Road and so decided to create this podcast. Now in a bit, myself and Cindy will be doing a cooking competition, won't we? This week it's cupcakes. Are you looking forward to it? Bring it on. And uh, we have a special guest judge. Oh, so you've roped in Barak, haven't you? May have done, yeah. You do realise for man that has better things to do, right? He likes judging cooking competitions, Cindy. Also later in the show, I'll be joined by my friend Tim Philpot in the basement for some agony unks. Agony unks? What's that? Some male version of agony aunts? Yeah, we'll give advice to listeners about their problems. What makes you qualified to give advice? You're an idiot. No, I'm not. I graduated from the University of Life. Pretty sure you graduated from the Canterbury Polytechnic. Even so, I've given loads of people good advice. You know, if this was Star Wars, I'd probably be some sage-like individual like Yoda or Obi-Wan Kenobi. More like Jar Jar Twat. Anyway, so we'll be doing that later on in the show. Hold on, I'll get it. Hey, name's Donald. Me and my wife have moved in next door. Ah, oh, nice to meet you. I'm Phil. I don't care. I wanted to ask you about your garden wall. You mean, you mean fence? Whatever. I don't like it. I want it to be the best wall ever. Best wall ever? Yes, the best wall ever. You know, concrete. 20 foot high. Solar panels and camera surveillance. So are you going to pay for it? No, you're paying for the wall. I got you a quote from the very best construction company that there has ever been, okay? I know great construction companies, and this is the greatest. Hmm. Trump Global Erections. Hold on. What? This, this is like 100k. I can't afford that. Are you kidding me? It's incredibly good value, okay? I heard that there are Mexicans now living in London area. So it's important that you get it built ASAP. Comprende? Anyway, I'm off to play golf with Prince Andrew. So long, neighbour. Um, okay, bye. Oh my god. Cindy, it looks like we've got new neighbours. Oh, you mean the Trumps? Yeah. H- how did you know? They moved in a few days ago. Milani knocked on the door and we had a nice chat. She's invited me to a gypsy bare-knuckle boxing match in Lewisham this what? Saturday. Really? I said I'd let her know. Hold on. Why didn't you mention this to me earlier? Don't know. You've been so preoccupied with this silly podcast that I just forgot to tell you. Anyway, was that Donald at the door? Yeah, he wants us to build a giant garden wall, Cindy. Do you mean a fence? Yeah, but for satirical purposes, we're going to call it a wall. Fine, a wall. But we already have a garden wall. 
What's wrong with it? He said he wanted one that was like 20 foot tall and had surveillance and solar panels, like the latest technology. Ha, that's going to cost him a lot of money. Doesn't seem worth it to me. Cindy, he thinks that we're going to pay for it. Look, he gave me this. Trump Global Erections Limited? I know. Huh, £100,000. The man's not not. We're not paying that. I mean, we still owe four months' rent. I know, right? The landlord, Mr Sweetcheeks, keeps pestering me on the text and email. I've already told him. I'll pay the rent as soon as I win one of those big talent show competitions. It's only a matter of time, Sind. Look, Phil, I've uh, been meaning to talk to you about this for a while. I'm going to say this as kindly and as diplomatically as I can. You don't have any talent. None. Nada. Zilch. Zip. What are you talking about? Of course I do. Do you remember when I was on that talent show a couple of years ago? I did Riverdance for Simon. Exactly. Now, do you remember what he said? Um, he said something about he wanted to drown in the river, just so he wouldn't have to see the image of me dancing ever again. I didn't really like that, I thought it was a bit mean. And what about last year? You know, when you dressed up as Angela Merkel and did that impression of her? Cindy, I got to the quarterfinals that year. All I'm saying, hon, is that we can't rely on you winning a national televised talent show competition. We need to find another way to pay the rent. Yeah, now the wall as well. Nope, we aren't paying for the wall, full stop. I can't understand why it's so important to him. Doesn't he have enough to worry about? He said it's because he's heard that Mexicans have moved to London. I think he's scared that some will end up in his garden, Sind. But why is he so concerned about Mexicans in his garden? What's so good about his garden anyway? No idea. Maybe he's got some nice garden gnomes. Phil, can you hear that ominous music? You know what that means, don't you? Oh, oh no. no! It's, it's Mr. Mr. Sweet, Sweet Cheeks. Cheeks! Cindy, can you get the door? I think he prefers talking to you. Hmm, okay. But you owe me. Hello, Mr. Sweet Cheeks. How are you? Never mind that. Cindy, it's been four months since I've been given any rent money at all. So I just have one question for you and Philip. Where's my money? You know money's been tight during the pandemic. That's not any concern of mine. Philip told me that he was going to win some big talent show competition with a big cash prize. Yes, he did say that. What act is he going to do this year then? I'm not sure to be honest. Originally he wanted to go as R. Kelly. Thank God I managed to put a stop to that. That's a shame. I love R. Kelly. So when am I going to get my money? Tell you what, Mr. Sweet Cheeks, let's play a game. If you win, we'll pay you all the money we owe you now. But if I win, we'll pay you next month. You know, I do love a bit of gambling. Okay then, what's the game? Okay, so what number between one and nine am I thinking of? Hmm, I'm gonna say seven. Close. Sorry, Mr. Sweetcheeks, it was eight. Really? I was just out by one? Oh, that was unbelievable. So close. I know, very unlucky. Anyway, bye for now. Hey, hold up. So, uh, how did it go with Mr. Sweetcheeks then? It went okay. He's coming back next month instead. Did you do the uh, guess the number game again? Of course. Can't believe he keeps falling for it. That's like three months in a row. 
What can I say? He enjoys the game. That reminds me, this podcast, didn't you ever do a film review? I did. Cindy's movie review film. Thank you, singer lady. In this section of the show, we pick a year and Cindy has to choose what film she thinks deserves to go into film heaven and which film deserves to go into film hell. So, Cindy, in this episode, we've chosen 2006. Plenty of interesting films came out that year. First of all, let's talk about your film Hell from 2006. So, 2006 was quite a bad year in Hollywood. Plenty of quite awful films between Superman Returns and I fell asleep within the first first 10 minutes at the cinema. Um, and The League House, which was promising, but was just all over the place. Is that Charlotte? Oh no, that's like in the that's like in the water. Isn't yeah, it? Lady in the Water. Was Lady from, in Water. That wasn't great either. No. But um, The League House was with Sandra Bullock and right. Keanu Reeves with a weird time travel premise, which completely escaped me, and I'm not going to go into because, quite frankly, I never quite understood it. But this week, I've chosen to talk about Click which is a dreadful Adam Sandler movie. (laughs) Okay, Click. So Click is about Adam Sandler, who has a very regular, very comfortable life, um, but isn't happy with the way his life is working out. He doesn't want to live through all the nagging, all of the work he has to get done, the stuff he has to do around the house. Like the cleaning. Indeed. And he decides that um, that those are just bits that he just doesn't want to live through. Right. And one day he comes across a magical um, remote control, control, which can help him navigate through life. So he spends his entire time fast-forwarding through all the bits in life um, that he doesn't want to live through. So his his wife nagging him, Mm. everyone getting on on his nerves, him having to do stuff he doesn't want to do. And lo and behold, he finds himself throwing his life away, essentially. And at the end of his life, realises that he's thrown away all the best bits and that he didn't enjoy the moments he should have enjoyed. Sadly, he learns his lesson and he's given a new lease of life. And he goes back to pre-finding the remote control, which, if you ask me, is a complete waste. He should have just lived with his decision. But there you go. So that's, how long was it? An hour and a half, two hours of of my life that I am never going to get back. Never see it. Never go to watch it. I guess the irony is that what you really wanted was a remote control to fast forward to the end. (laughs) To rewind, maybe, (laughs) and review my decision to buy that bloody cinema ticket. Oh, dear. Okay, interesting. So that's the movie that you've decided to consign to movie hell? Yep, pretty much. Well, there we have it. Click is officially consigned to movie hell. (laughs) Fabulous. Well, let's talk about film heaven. What movie do you think deserves to go to film heaven? Well, incidentally, my favourite film ever, which is Pan's Labyrinth, I'm rarely gushing, but this is quite possibly the most beautiful film ever made. Such an intricate storyline, so well thought through, just the detail, the way every scene is shot, the how rich it's it's displayed the characters the thought that's gone into every single scene it's just absolutely stunning is that Guillermo del Toro Guillermo del Toro yes who's also famous for doing the uh, Hellboys 
oh, yeah. movies. And it did Shape of the Water as well. Shape of the Water. Guillermo del Toro is one film. of those... Um, he's an auteur, I think. He is, but he's, uh, he's one of those really interesting Hollywood producers who alternates between huge blockbusters like Pacific Rim and Hellboy and some beautiful movies like The Orphanage, Pan's Labyrinth and uh, Julia's Eyes. So when you came out of the film, were, were you crying? Was it, I mean, because obviously it's a very touching film. It's more, well, it is touching in parts and just, um, it, it is part horror, part drama, part fantasy. And even when these shouldn't mix and, you know, produce such beautiful results, somehow the storyline just flew and it just held together so well. Yes, I, th- I think it is a classic for sure. So that is going to be the film that you're going to put forward for 2006, for film heaven. Indeed. Well, there we have it. Pan's Labyrinth goes to movie heaven. Cindy's movie review, yeah. Now it's time to go to the basement for Agony Unks with Tim. I never saw him come in. When did he go to the basement? Um, I think it was about six days ago. I forgot he was there, to be honest. Oh, look. Oh, God. I've got 34 text messages from Cind. Anyway, let's do this. Hello everybody, and welcome to the first episode of Agony Unks. The Agony Unks, yeah. Hip here in the basement, and I'm with my esteemed colleague Tim Philpot. How are you, Tim? I'm doing well, thanks, Phil. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. Excellent. So essentially, every single uh, episode of it, we're going to do two agony uncle scenarios where the listeners will be able to contact us with their problems and we'll be able to give them some some advice. Is that exclusively relationship problems? Well, possibly. It's not exclusive to it. I think there's going to... It can be whatever you want, listener. Uh, But there's a fair fair few that will be romantic. Oh, I'm sure, but aren't they good? They are quite juicy, yeah. (laughs) So the first one... My partner and I have been together for two years and I could not be more in love with her. The problem is that she's 36 and a recovering gambling addict while I'm 24 and have just recently graduated. She's accumulated several years of debt from friends, family and loan sharks. I naively lent her almost two grand for my savings at the beginning of our relationship. She told me at the time she needed it to pay her rent. But I've since found out she's gambled it away. Despite the fact that I earn less than her, she consistently runs out of money halfway through the month and I end up paying joint expenses. She's paid me back, so other than the initial two grand which she has not yet started to pay back, I don't end up out of pocket for too long. However, it is beginning to get me down. My savings are now almost depleted and I want to keep the rest feels like I cannot say no when she asks to borrow from me. Her mother recently called her in tears because she didn't have enough for her rent and my partner expected me to lend it to her. Am I selfish for resenting this when I come from a much more stable background than she does? 
So what what do you think of that then, Tim? <laughs> I think it's absurd. I, so um, I, I think it's, so. There's a couple of interesting bits there. Where uh, to answer the question, I think I think don't I don't think she I don't think he is or he or she is uh, selfish for resenting it. But 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 the yeah. So the main the, a couple of other sort of main points are first of all, if she's recovering, recover, recovering gambling addict. I don't think she's recovering. Yeah, it doesn't sound like she's recovered that much. If she was recovering, there wouldn't be a scenario like this. Yeah. You know, it'd be like, you'd just be dragging her away from the bookies and say, don't go in there. Yeah. You know, it wouldn't be a case that you're having to lend money yeah, to exactly. her. Yeah, exactly. I mean, she's obviously you secretly know. doing it anyway. Do you, do you think that, I think in this instance, an ultimatum may be the way to go. Well, I think, yeah, to, yeah, I think probably she needs, because it's, it's an issue of trust, isn't it? And, and you can't really have a proper relationship without without no. that trust. And, no. um, you know, if she's just lying about her recovering from uh, from the gambling addiction, then, yeah. then how can you trust her? Indeed. It, uh, yeah, probably require an ultimatum, yeah. So, I mean, I, I would say that two grand is a lot of money. Yeah. And uh, if she hasn't paid you back, I, I kind of feel in a way that she's taken advantage yeah. of you in this situation. Maybe that's maybe that's the, the maybe that's the sort of ultimatum. Basically, get your act together and pay me back within a certain amount of time. Yeah, and no more gambling debts from this point forward. Yeah, uh, or we're going to have to start thinking about alternative. You know, yeah, I think I think the age difference is interesting as well. Although, funnily enough, I do think that sometimes, um, which is sort of slightly slightly off piece, but when people have an addiction, like a gambling addiction. It's usually to fulfil something else that they're missing possibly yeah. in their life. I don't know whether that necessarily would would feature here, or whether you might be able to help them with them with it. Yeah, but but but, but you know, there is an element there. But it's it's a tricky one for sure. Yeah. You know, maybe she needs professional help. I think she does need professional help, and also it seems to me that her mother has trouble paying rent as well. Yes, it says that her mother recently called her in tears because she didn't have enough for her rent and my partner expected me to lend it to her. So it seems that not only does her partner expect her to bail her out, but also mm. her mother. Yes, which is sort of a compounding problem. Isn't it? it's, it's, it's a bit, that's quite toxic. It, it's putting yes, a lot yes. of stress on this relationship. Yeah. I, I, I personally think that this is one of those ultimatum deals. Yeah. And uh, yeah, if it doesn't get resolved within six months, then sayonara. As they say, <laughs> is that right? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yes, absolutely. You know, hundred percent agree. Lovely. Uh, let's that, go. That answers that query. I think so. I think so. Uh, second one. Yeah, dear agony, unk. Sex has been fantastic stress buster during this time. My partner and I. Have... Is that, sorry, is that during the lockdown? During this, the lockdown? Yes, it's during yeah, the lockdown. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Sorry. It's uh, yeah. Uh, my partner and I have rediscovered each other all over again. From love in the afternoon to moonlight romps. I love the word romp. <laughs> Such a great word. Sounds terrific. Okay, to yeah. moonlight romps in the garden. What does that even mean? Okay, well, I, don't, yeah. I don't know. I mean, I'd, I'd be quite worried about getting soil in certain places. Yeah, um, I'd go so far as to say sex has kept us sane. Right. I, I don't... I, I'm not sure. we We've tried different positions, adult toys, and even tantric sex, and a ball. What sort of work? A football? Um, I thought you said you had a... They had a ball. They, they had, had a ball. ball. We've tried diff- different <laughs> positions, adult toys, and even tantric sex, and, a, and had a ball. Oh, I'm sorry. And had a ball. I was going to say. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And had a ball. But now, I'm worried about us both going back to work and falling into old habits. Before this, we were guilty of everything from eating rubbish to taking each other for granted. 
He doesn't know this, but I was so bored, I was on the point of leaving him. I mean... What's the question? Well, the, the question is, what happens next? Because it, it, they realise that the pandemic is only going to be going on so long that reality in the short to medium term will mean that they'll have to go back and go back to their offices, go back to yeah. going outside and interacting with the world. Yes. And they won't have as much time for Nookie. Yes. Well, um, I suppose, I suppose a, a useful answer would be to try and make enough time in the time when you're not at work or commuting to work. I mean, obviously there's no situational details given about how long it, you know, where they, you know, presumably they don't work nearby so they have to commute in and whatever but anyway so the point being that you make basically make some time for building that you know, keep sustaining that relationship I and mean, most of the time when people commute or they're really busy uh i think they would be basically almost dismissive of their partner because they're either too tired or consider themselves too busy or whatever mm. but you know the fact is you've just got to make time for it yeah you know you, you can't just uh, you can't just expect it to just kind of carry on just because just because it's there it's true it has to be sustained I mean, it's good in a way, the fact that you, you both found exactly, yeah, attractive, attraction for each other yeah. and you've, you've got that energy and that yeah. desire and that lust. Even if that we, is... uh, didn't really require all the extraneous detail. Yes, yeah. I know, right? <laughs> all the other detail that wasn't particularly needed. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes. you know? yeah. but it, I suppose it shows, it shows the, the, the size of their, the magnitude of their passion. I don't like the fact, though, that they that they had sex in the garden. Yeah, you know? that's pretty weird. But I'd, yeah. be damn, I'd be worried about that rockery. I suppose it depends on... <laughs> I mean, you know, you don't want to damage yourself with a gnome, do you? No, certainly not. I mean, that's 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 like an incident waiting to happen. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus so I, I think that in a way, the best thing you can do is to realise that the pandemic won't last forever. The yeah. the, you, the 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 reality I mean, outside most, most world. Most people find that a positive thing. Obviously. It would. Yeah. <laughs> it would. Um, but but yeah, just to keep that romance alive in other ways, you know. Yes. Send each other nice messages. Send each other little pictures, maybe. Well, I, I, I think just, just you know, at the, at the start or the end of the day, just make half an hour for an actual sit down and conversation. You know, it's not like it's not that hard. And then you know, see where it leads. I guess. Well, are you but, concerned in a way though the fact that these are two people who could be considered slightly dull because sex is the thing that's powering their relationship? Uh, there is a lot of mention of that, and I do wonder whether uh, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, so I, it's, it's more of a physical relationship. And ultimately, it may not, you know, last in the long term because obviously you need more than a physical relationship to sustain a long-term yeah. relationship, especially under pressure of not enough time or too busy or whatever it is they they are worried about distractions. Yeah. So, I, so I guess that kind of answers it, really. Yeah, I guess so. You know, make time for each other. Yeah. Talk more. It but doesn't have to be about sex. I think also another thing that people don't don't seem to remember. Sorry, I know we're going over time a little bit, but. No, no. Um, is that if, if you want to... So this is something I've been in, interested in recently, right? How the other half live, right? You know, think, when I say the other half, I mean, you know, people who are sort of got their life together, they don't let time control them. They make time for the yeah. things they want to do. Yeah. And everybody's like that, but they're just not aware of it. And if you really want to do this thing, you have to make time for it. Yeah. Where there's a will, there's a way. You yeah, know? exactly. And, and if know. it requires willpower, then, then, then so be it. Fact is, is, there's 24 hours in every day. Yeah. And and if you're successful, some people are able to maximise that time to, to, to get the most out of every day. Yeah. Lovely. Well, that's the end of episode one. 
Agni Unks. Thanks very much for your contribution, Tim. And uh, hopefully that you can uh, have more advice on future podcasts. Absolutely. Oh, the cakes must be ready. Cindy, Barak's here. Bake off with Barak. Hey, Barak. Uh, hello, Cindy. Phil. How you doing, Mr. President? Uh, not bad. I've had the runs in the last few days. It's better now, but it got very squelchy. Uh, Michelle had to go to the pharmacy to get me some electrolytes. Anyway, I'm fine now, and I'm glad to be here to judge this magnificent baking competition. Uh, now, uh, what do we have here, uh, voiceover lady? Cindy has made pistachio fondant cupcakes with a hazelnut crumb and served with a raspberry coulis. Philip has made... Um, they are cupcakes, aren't they? They're a tad burnt. Yes, voiceover lady. Chocolate cupcakes with buttercream. Unbelievable. They look like cannonballs to me. Mmm, Cindy, uh, these cupcakes are just delicious. The fondant is creamy yet gooey. The raspberry coulis gives it a fruity zing. And the, te- the texture of the cake is just perfect. Uh, Phil, uh, I'll give your thing a miss if that's all the same to you. Uh, I don't really want to get the runs back. Uh, no offense. No offense? Phil, I'll be honest with you, these cakes are so hard, they could probably go ten rounds with the the Kalechkos. I mean, I agree with the voiceover lady. It is like a cannonball. Uh, I wonder what would happen if I threw one at the window. No, don't! (laughs) Sorry about that. It was an accident. Well, anyway, this week, Cindy wins. Haha, you loose sucker! Fine. By the way, did you hear that Donald Trump has moved in next door to us, Mr. President? Uh, yes, uh, I heard about that. Uh, it looks like we're going to be neighbours. Uh, I'm sure Michelle will absolutely be thrilled about it. Uh, anyway, I gotta go. See y'all next time. Bye, Bye Barak. I can't believe you won the cooking competition. Oh, well, there's always next week, hon. And let's face it, you couldn't do any worse than this week. Absolutely, bring it on. In the meantime, I'll um, I'll, I'll put these in the bin. I think it's best. <laughs> well, listener, that's the end of the show. Aww. I know. But we hope you've enjoyed listening to the White House Road podcast. If you want to get in contact about Agony Unks, my Twitter handle is realphillyc1. Add me and let us know what you'd like us to discuss on future episodes. Until next time, listener. Bye. Bye.